Some say that alongside this see-it-to-believe-it world is the shadowy realm of the supernatural. Sometimes the residents of that dimension touch us, and in one moment, our lives are changed forever. America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, Mary Ann Pohl, is your real ghost chatter host. On this podcast, you'll hear stories by real people who have seen real ghosts. Once in a while, Mary Ann will podcast a tale taken from the genre she loves best, the supernatural. Welcome to today's Real Ghost Chatter episode. Welcome to Real Ghost Chatter. I'm Marianne Paul, America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, a charter member of a wonderful group of authors called Author Masterminds, and your host, of course, of Real Ghost Chatter. If you'd like to know more about me or my books, please visit maryannpoll.com. If you'd like to know more about Author Masterminds and the talented authors in that group, please visit www.authormasterminds.com. Today's show is bringing a guest whose personal encounters with the supernatural stem from her belief in Christ. Her name is Fran Linhaug. Fran is a successful author and has published several books on horses. One is called Horses of Distinction and another, the award-winning book, The Official Horse Breed Standards Guide. She also has co-authored Dennis Browse on horse training together with the TV series Horse Trainer who I assume is Dennis Browse from RFD TV and PBS. This one has garnered international sales. She Americanized the international book, Your Horse, the illustrated handbook to owning and caring for your horse. Fran branched into novel writing with her first novel, Genesis, the original love story. It placed ninth out of 103 book submissions in a nationwide book contest of all genres. Fran has been a leader in Christian prayer teams and women's ministries, Bible study groups, and other church ministries. She is a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. She lives in Wisconsin with her husband of 52 years. Fran, and so do I, by the way, gives credit to our Heavenly Father for the success of her books. Marianne, I have to make a correction. Okay. I think I sent you the wrong book cover because the subtitle has changed. It's Genesis and the Secret of Eden. Ah, well, there you have it, everybody. Genesis and the Secret of Eden. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a bit about yourself, would you, Fran? Okay, well, this is my first novel. I had some experience before writing other horse books, but they were reference books. They weren't, it wasn't fiction. And I, God kept telling me to write this book. This is about Adam and Eve in the garden. And there's a lot of supernatural things that happen while they're there. It's not the typical story of Adam and Eve. It's more like an analogy, but the truth is still there. And I, I just felt God showing me what to write all the way through it. Anyway, I just believe that God wants this in the hands of readers who are really questioning Why did God come down so hard on Adam and Eve for one single little thing they did wrong? Oh, I think that's great. What what kind of a loving God would do something like that? Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of from God's point of view, what 
he has to say about what happened in the garden. So we have Satan, we have Adam and Eve, we have angels, we have demons, because if if Satan was in the Garden of Eden, there's a good chance that there were demons there too. I've had a little bit of an experience with demons. As a born-again Christian, sometimes you run into the supernatural. Right. And I, I call it supernatural. Other people call it miracles. And they definitely are miracles that happen when you can see things in the supernatural that you don't see in the natural. And that's kind of what happened in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve did things in the spirit that other people in the Bible did when they were, quote, in the spirit, unquote. We've lost that spiritual connection when sin entered the world. So we have a a whole different way of trying to connect with God in a supernatural way trying to find out from him where we stand with him. And in in that endeavor to find God, we sometimes, some people look in the wrong direction and open themselves up to something that is what Adam and Eve faced in the garden, talking with Satan. I agree. And, And therein was the problem. So this is kind of from God's point of view of what happened in the Garden of Eden. And I believe that a lot of this that I wrote are his words. And so I give him the credit for this book. I don't take credit for it at all. Well, we had a good discussion before we started to record in this podcast about how we felt about writing. And, you know, I never, I don't tell many people that when I wrote Raven's Cove, I felt like God was standing at my shoulder at Christ was saying, yes, you need to write this because... And I think this is what I've heard you saying, because this book is so Raven's Cove is actually like a Stephen King type thriller based on the Bible and, and on the battle between good and evil. And that's what I think you're hearing. I'm hearing you say about your new book that's getting ready to come out. This, the one Genesis. Am I right? Yes. Yes. People are always going to be attracted to the supernatural because we're supernatural beings. We Amen. have a soul. We, we have are. a spirit and we're attracted to that. So people are going to read books like uh, Stephen King or, you know, some of the others that are to me a little too, too much. They're a little dark. So <laughs> <laughs> they're going to read it anyway. Why not something like this? I agree. I want a copy of your book. That's for sure. Cause I'd like to see uh-huh. this take on the Garden of Eden. The question of being, why did God come down so hard on Adam and Eve is a good question. You know, to have that answered is really in any form. I mean, I understand why, but still it, to have it in a novel form, I think that's a wonderful thing for people to see. You have had experiences with the supernatural. Yes. We talked about that. And I, that's another reason I was hoping you'd share because people have experiences with the supernatural. Some are a little more difficult experiences than others. You have had experiences in a demon issue. I think people need to hear about that from a Christian standpoint. So will you be willing to share that? Yes. So this happened many years ago when I was a newer Christian. At the time we were living in St. Paul. And at that time, there were huge charismatic services 
that were going on in downtown St. Paul at the YMCA, which is no longer there. I think they've changed it over to a different building. But there were thousands of people that met every Thursday night, and we had a whooping good time. I mean, it was alive. I mean, it was enthusiastic. And there were miracles all over the place. A lot of supernatural things were happening. And of course, the enemy was against us and trying to stifle what was going on there. So we ran into that a little bit too. Every Thursday night, I would go and a group of my friends would all meet in one area And after an hour, usually a couple hours of being at the charismatic meeting, we would gather afterwards and just talk about it because we were all so excited and just uplifted and just excited about what God was doing. So we would meet in each other's houses. There was one particular gentleman. I don't remember his name, but we'll call him John. (laughs) <laughs> and he kind of he kind of attached himself to our group and he kept talking about wanting to start a church and we were going to be his congregation and he was really just kind of off and we we could never figure out what was wrong with him we felt pressured by him and we 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 were too polite and we were too young in the lord to tell him off and and discern what was really going on there. My husband said, don't allow that man in our house. Mm. My husband discerned that there was something going on. But uh, one time after one of these charismatic prayer meetings, a group of us ladies only wanted to meet at my house, and this guy came along. Mm. And we were too polite to tell him, you can't come in. So there we are, and we're talking away, And he started talking more and more about how we were going to be his church. And we didn't say anything. And then I had two of my sisters there, an older sister and a younger sister. And my older sister said, why don't we end this with prayer? Let's stand and hold hands and let's pray over every person here. And it was her strategy to get us to pray over him while we're laying hands on him, only we're just holding hands, right? So we stood and we went around the circle. There must have been about 10 of us there. And so we were praying over each person and he was the last one. When we prayed over him, I saw these black, small, mouse-like creatures streaming down off his body. Oh my. I don't know how many they were, and it was so real. Mm. It was it was just I mean, it was just as real as could be. It happened so quick. And I almost jumped back because I these look like vermin coming mm-hmm. in my house. And I I I almost jumped back and then I realized nobody else saw it. And oh. so So I was like, okay, I was very disconcerted that these things were going into every corner of my living room. Oh, my. Yes. And so we decided to end the meeting 
And we managed to get him out the door and get him gone. And the rest of us stood there and talked. And I asked the other ladies, did anybody see anything when we were praying over him? And my younger sister said, yes, I saw something that looked like black rats running down off of him. And I said, okay, I wasn't the only one. And I, I never mentioned to anybody else what I had seen. She saw exactly the same thing that I saw. Why others in the room didn't see it, I don't know. But she and I saw this. So, okay, you would think that would be the end of that, but it wasn't. Oh, my. <laughs> because the following the following week or two, we had so much chaos in my house. Mm-hmm. And there was there was fighting, bickering, and sickness like you wouldn't believe. Mm. And I prayed, but it seemed like my prayers weren't reaching beyond the ceiling. And I knew those things were in my house, and I was trying to get rid of them. I started complaining to our little group. And I started saying, I just don't, I don't, I've been trying to pray and it just doesn't seem to be working. So they decided they were going to come to my house and they were going to pray over each room. They were going to, I don't know, they were going to anoint, they had some oil and they were going to anoint each room and we were just going to have a prayer time and we were going to command these things to get out of the house. So they came over and we started praying and be, and we started in the living room where all of this happened. And the the plan was to move through the house and pray over each room. Well, as we started praying over the living room, a, a good friend of mine, Martina, she said, I see an angel and he's walking into the living room and he's standing here with us. He has a staff in his hand and he's slamming the staff down on the floor and he's saying it's done so we said there's no reason to pray over the rest of the house an angel just went through our house and took care of everything oh that's wonderful and that was it that was it i have goosebumps (laughs) okay and that was it no more no more sickness no more fighting no more you know all the the little things that were going on before that was it so to me this kind of shows me we need one another. Mm-hmm. We, we need other Christians and to be surrounded by Christians because sometimes we get ourselves into trouble and we don't know how to handle it ourselves. <laughs> and we didn't even know we were doing it. That's the deal. <laughs> like, yeah, we, you're doing something get, like praying over somebody who's possessed. <laughs> so, yeah. You know? yeah. And oh. Who would have known that this was going to happen? When I heard you talking about all those, that's like, it reminds me so much of the story in the Bible of the Legion. You know, yes. that we are legion that, yes. that we're in that one person. And I'm wondering if he got better or not. He got better initially, but it didn't last long. Mm. He was going through a lot of personal trouble with his wife and they ended up divorced. Oh. He was, he was trying to self promote himself. He had a talk show on a local radio station and he wanted me and my kids to be on there. We, we did go, but we, we just, we talked about Jesus. We just kept bringing up Jesus because there's so much power, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus. Oh, there is. And so, and so he didn't have a chance to bring in anything of himself. 
Um, we were more prepared the second time around. Yeah, at the last I heard he was divorced, and I don't know what happened to him after that. It's a very a sad story for him, not for you, though, because you did exactly. I need to be promoting God and Jesus. And when I my ego gets out there, it can get a little on the um, confused and crazy side. Chaos does happen if I get away from God. You know, I don't know who that guy was. It is interesting to me because you go, how did that happen to him in the first place, right? Are you still there, friend? Yeah, I'm here. I think, you know, it doesn't take much to crack the door open and the enemy comes right in. I agree. He he is not a gentleman at all. He doesn't, he doesn't ask. Mm -mm. He just sees a little bit. You open a door, you go somewhere, you do something you shouldn't be doing. And he takes advantage of that and comes right in. And that's a prime example. Yeah. Yes. And whereas the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He doesn't, he, he doesn't barge his way in. He asks to come into our life. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that, and that to me is the beauty. I do know that I have seen several times because the evil foe is so cunning. People don't realize I, I'm, we can't out, outsmart him. Literally God could, is the only, our only protection. I have seen people open a door and not even know they're doing it because there's an invitation that they didn't know they put out. It, it can be giving into temptation. It can be all kinds of things, but I have seen it happen where people did not, ex- did not say they wanted this to happen to them. And sometimes I think they're, you know, it, you're right. It's got just have that little crack in the armor and it's all over. Right. Well, I pray he got well and at least, you know, found his way back. Yes. That was a wonderful, wonderful story. I did have, I felt it, did not see it when I had an experience with the evil foe and it literally pushed my chest so hard. I thought I was, you know, I thought I was going to get backed out of the room I was in. And that was the day I realized, you know, this is, this is really real. When you're confronting it, you know, you have to have on the full armor of God. Yes. And I was a new Christian too. I don't know why it happens to newer Christians. <laughs> I think it's because we're really just starting to learn. Right. And right. I had a lot of those kind of horrible experiences in my early Christianity. So the people who think that becoming a Christian means that life is just going to be great and nothing bad's ever going to happen again are the people I, I will hope will understand that we will through many trials and tribulations, we will enter the kingdom of God. Oh, that's yeah. just one of them. <laughs> so anyway, oh, yeah. I, I really appreciate your being here today on this. And I'm going to say that this does conclude the podcast. And I just have many Thanks for you, Fran, for doing this today. It was really wonderful to listen to. You can find out more about Fran and her works. And right now, I know Fran will be having a website at some point shortly, but she has not got a new one yet, but she will. Right, Fran? Yes. And right now you can find her on Facebook. She has an author's page, which is facebook.com forward slash Fran, F-R-A-N dash L-Y-N. H-A-U-G. L-Y-N-G. L-Y-N-G. H-A-U-G. Author's page. That's your author's page. Yes. Yeah. Sorry about misspelling that that's again. A, that's okay. Uh, I uh, used to be, I used to have a really long Dutch last name for my maiden name. So mine got butchered quite frequently. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
So I apologize for butchering yours. I thought it was better than that. There you go. Anyway, thanks for being here. And I, uh, we will talk to you soon. What, one more comment, Marianne. Yes, ma'am. Now I have to go get Raven's Cove. <laughs> I, I got to read that one now. Now now that I got to know you a little bit, that's going to be a good book for me. Well, as Steve Levi, our friend and great author, says, he says he won't read it at night, only during the daytime. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Fran. Thanks for having me, Marianne. If you enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to share it with others you think would also be interested. If you'd like to know more about me, go to maryannpoll.com and or authormasterminds.com forward slash mary-ann-poll. Until next time, may the wind always be at your back, the sun on your face, and the good Lord walk beside you.